Welcome to this exciting sermon from World Impact Community Church. We hope you enjoy this message. For more sermons and resources, please do visit us at wscc.in. Hello church. Welcome back again to another combined worship from all over the place. I know we are alone in our places or maybe with our families, but we are together in the spirit this morning. And I'm so happy to be worshiping God with you today. Even as I bring God's word today, in these difficult times, every day there seems to be bad news in the television of lives being lost, nations uh, shaking under this challenge of sickness and infection. In the midst of these times, does God have a word for us? And I want you to turn your Bibles to 2 Timothy chapter 1. And I want to start with verse 7 today. The Bible says in 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 7, For God has not given us a spirit of fear or timidity, but of power, of love, and a sound mind or discipline. Hallelujah. For God has not given you a mere spirit of fear. The spirit of God that is in us is a a bold spirit. The human spirit in us, when in fellowship with the Holy Spirit, begins to become bold like the Holy Spirit. Is a is a God that, that gives you boldness like you've never known before. So I just want to encourage you these days. The enemy knows if he brings fear, he has got you. But when he sees that God has not given you a spirit of fear, and the moment you begin to recognize that, every step of the way, you and I will begin to live different. We'll begin to think different. We'll begin to walk different. We'll begin to talk different. Because God has not given you a spirit of fear. Now, the Bible says here further on in the book of, uh, the book of 1 Samuel and chapter 17. Here's a story of a young boy, David and and many of you are so familiar with this, but I just felt, uh, you know, impressed today to take this portion of scripture for Samuel 17. And this is the story of David and Goliath. And you and I, we know this portion clearly. But today, even as God is encouraging you and me, that God has not given us a spirit of fear. It has nothing to do with the circumstance. It has nothing to do with the size of our Goliaths. It has nothing to do with how the youth of David. It has nothing to do, uh, you know, with the largeness of Israel's army or the greatness of the Philistine army. It has everything to do with what kind of spirit God has given us. And I want you to know today that when the spirit of the Lord comes upon you, there is a, there's a courage, there's a boldness, there's an anointing. There's an authority that comes upon you that that will be uncompared. And the more you grow in the Lord, the more you know the Lord, the more you begin to serve God with that kind of an anointing. Now, the Bible says, now the Philistines gathered their armies for battle and they were gathered at Soko, which belongs to Judah. And they camped between Soko and Azekah and Ephesadim. And Saul and the men of Israel were gathered and they camped in the valley of Ella and drew up in battle array to encounter the Philistines. Here is Saul and the army of Israel. This is not one or two people. This is a whole army of Israel. This is not a leaderless army. This is an army with Saul as a leader. 
This is not an ordinary leader. This is King Saul whose head and shoulders about the rest of the people. And such a person, when you look at such a person leading the army, you know, here is a man whose head and shoulder about is above Israel suddenly has to face a man that is head and shoulder above the Philistines. And they come one on one. And the Bible says, and the Philistines stood on the mountain on one side, while Israel stood on the mountain on the other side, and with the valley in between them. Then a champion came out from the armies of the Philistines named Goliath, and he was from Gath, whose height was six cubits and a span. Now suddenly, when these two armies were on either side, the Bible says suddenly a champion came out and he stood, and his name was Goliath, and he was from Gath. And the Bible begins to talk about the greatness of him, him being a warrior. He had a bronze helmet on his head and he was clothed with the scale armor which weighed 5,000 shekels of bronze. He had bronze greaves on his legs and a bronze javelin slung between his shoulders. When the devil begins to bring bad news, he begins to want to bring in front of us the bigness of the bad news or the terror of the bad news. And every day as we hear bad news and more bad news and more bad news, you know, one of the first things the devil tries to do, he tries to bring terror into your heart and into my heart. And I want you to know that today God is not going to allow you and me to walk in terror. We shall not fear the terror that, or, or the pestilence or, you know, the, the arrow that flies by day and the terror that strikes by night. No, it shall have no room in your home and in my home. Now, the Bible says the shaft of Goliath's spear, you know, was like a weaver's beam, and the head of his spear weighed 600 shekels of iron and his shield carrier also walked before him. You know, again and again and again, it's almost like what we hear every day, more bad news and more bad news and more bad news. And, and uh, you know, suddenly the moment you finish hearing about the infection, the viral infection, then on the other side you hear about the economy. And then you hear about the economy and the other side you hear about, you know, people losing their jobs and all kinds of things, more bad news. So suddenly the Bible says over here that this Goliath, this champions, you know, his spear, spear was like the, was like a, uh, you know, the a weaver's beam. And the head of the spear was 600 shekels of iron. And if that was not enough, he stood and shouted at the ranks of Israel and said, Why do you come up and draw in battle? Or am I not the Philistine? And your servants, the servants of Saul, he began to taunt them. He said, oh, I'm just a Philistine. I'm just an ordinary person. Aren't you guys the great warriors of Saul, whom your people are supposed to be very bold? Uh, you know, and even as Christians, as we walk today, especially in times like this, people will also want to taunt us. You know, you go to worship together, they will taunt you. Oh, you, why are you worshiping this God? You don't worship together, they will ask you, are you afraid? You know, there are some people who are always going to, you know, mock you and taunt you. That's the time you do not react to anything and you choose to worship the living God. Because God has not given us a spirit of fear. Now, when these kind of challenges come your way, the Bible says over here, the, and he stood and he came up and he said unto you the servants of Saul and he challenged them. And then he said, if he's able to fight me and kill me, then he will, be, then we will become your servants. But if I prevail against him and kill him, then you shall become our servants. 
You know, uh, even uh, the devil is actually looking for one man. He's saying, if you just send one man, if that one man comes and kills me, we will all serve you. And that's even what the devil is doing today. He's saying, one man, send one man, and then we'll see, you know, if he can de defeat you. And the Philistine said, I defy the ranks of Israel. I want to challenge you, Israel. I want to challenge you this day. Give me a man that we might fight together. When Saul and all Israel heard these words of the Philistines, they were dismayed. When the Bible says they were greatly afraid. Listen to me, people. Fear comes through words. When they heard the words of Saul or of the Philistine, the Saul and his people were greatly afraid. Fear comes through words, through information. It can come through facts. But the truth is, faith also comes through words. The Bible says, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word, every rhema that comes from the mouth of God. As much as you and I hear bad news, we need to also fill our lives with good news. The good news of God's word cleanses us, fills us with healing, fills us with joy, fills us with the Holy Spirit, fills us with faith. And this is what the good news of Jesus that does for you and me. Therefore, people of God, don't be afraid when the Bible says, when the enemy comes against you as a flood, as a, and when he comes against you, the Lord will raise a, an armor or a banner against the enemy. Now, when this was happen, happening, David, who was a young boy, he was a son of uh, Ephrathah, the Bethlehem. You know, he, he was from Bethlehem uh, of Judah and his father's name was Jesse. And he had eight sons. Jesse had eight sons. And Jesse was old in the day of Saul, advanced in years among men. And the three older sons of Jesse had gone after Saul to battle. And the names of these three sons who went to battle, their names were Eliab and the second Abinadab and the third was Shammah. And David was the youngest. And the three oldest followed Saul. But David went back forth from Saul to tend his father's flock in Bethlehem. You know, David was faithful. He was faithful in what he was doing. You know, maybe today you are a small person. You're not a very important person like David. You know, you're, you're the eighth in a line of people. You, you're, you're, your brothers are these great guys in the army and they seem very, very important. But you are not very important. But I want you to know, it doesn't matter if you're eighth. It doesn't matter if you're 80th. God of heaven is for you. He's with you. He will never leave you to be alone and afraid. It doesn't matter how small you are. I want you to know that the spirit of God inside you is not a spirit of fear. Now the Bible says when, when David was faithfully taking care of his father's sheep, the Bible says that God had already planned something in his faithfulness. You know, when you're away from the thick of battle, from the thick of action, you may be wondering in your heart, why, why am I away from many times you may have felt lonely and afraid and alone. But those were the times God would have really prepared you. Now, let's see what happens. And the Bible says, and now Jesse said to his son, David, now take for yourself and your brothers an ephah of roasted grain and 10 loaves and run to the camp to your brothers. Bring also these 10 cuts of cheese to the commander of their thousand and look into the welfare of your brothers and bring back news about them. So the father sends David. He becomes an emissary, a messenger, to go and find out news about what is happening in the battle. Because they knew this was a serious battle. This was a big battle. And for Saul and they and all the men of Israel are in the valley of Elah, 
they're fighting the Philistines. Well, the news with Jesse was that the Israelites were fighting the Philistines. But the truth was they were not even in the valley. They were on top of two mountains and they were afraid and they were just cha being challenged by the Philistine army. So David arose early in the morning and left the flock with the keeper. Look at his faithfulness. Look what God is doing through David. He was faithfully taking care of his fathership. He just didn't dump it and walk away. He was faithfully taking care of the fathership and he left the flock with the keeper. You may be, I want you to know today that you may be the youngest, you may be the eighth, but when father decides to send you, you are the man that God in heaven, the father in heaven finds as the man that God wants to use in a mighty way. Hallelujah. So he says, the father sends him. And so early in the morning, he does not delay. He's not waiting. When the father sends him, you know, he just goes because David knew in his heart that, you know, this was the, this was an important business to find out the welfare and to give the supplies to his brothers. And he went as his father, Jesse, commanded him. And he came to the circle of the camp while the army was going out in battle array, shouting the war cry. And Israel and the Philistines grew up in battle. And you can just imagine this beautiful scene. Israel and the Philistines all drawn up in battle. Then David left his baggage in the care of the baggage keepers and ran to the battle line and entered in order to greet his brothers. He had one desire. He wanted to say hello to his brothers. He wanted to, so he, what he did is he went into the battle line where both those armies were uh, you know, ready for battle. Now, when he did this, as he kept talking with them, while he was talking with his brothers in the battle line, at that time, the Philistine comes out and he shouts. And Goliath shouts, Behold, the champion, the Philistine, Gath, named Goliath, was coming up from the armies of the Philistines. And he spoke the same words and David heard them. This was a powerful scripture that just took my heart. And David heard the words of Goliath. You know, it's going to make a huge difference who hears the words. When you hear bad news, for some people, it brings fear. When David heard this bad news in his heart, it brought faith. You know, the person who you and I are training ourselves to be is really going to determine the future of how things are going to turn out in our life. The Bible says, and David heard them. God made a way for him to go to war. His brothers were warriors. But David was a little boy back in the backyard, you know, taking care of sheep. And uh, But God made a way for him. Not only that, David heard those words. When all the men of Israel saw the man, they fled from him and they were greatly afraid. You can just imagine David standing, talking to his brothers. And all the people, in the moment they heard Philistine's voice, Goliath's voice, they all fled. Now the men of Israel said, have you seen this man who's coming up? Surely he's coming up to defy Israel. Oh, they were discussing his threat. And it will be that the king will enrich the man who kills him with, uh, you know, kills him. And with, with, with the king will enrich him with great riches and will give him his daughter and make his father's house free. You know, tax exemptions, daughter as your wife and loads of riches from the king. This was the proposition when then David spoke to the men that were standing by and said, well, he, you know, the moment he heard this, the moment he heard about the reward, he said, hey, wait a minute, wait, uh, what did you just say? Did you say tons of money, uh, the, the king's daughter and a tax-free lifetime of, of freedom from taxes? 
Oh, is this what's going to be done away for the man that's going to take away the shame of Israel? You know, David looked at it and saw it, this fear, this threat of the Philistine as a shame to Israel. That nobody was willing to rise up. Nobody was willing to run. Nobody was willing to go there and to stand up in the presence of the enemy. For he said, he's, and David stands up and he says, for who is this uncircumcised Philistine? Who will stand against the armies of the living God? Wow, what a statement. You know why? Because in that statement are a few things. Firstly, who is this Philistine? That means he was challenging. Who is this person that is going to stand up? But against whom? He says, against the army of the living God. He says, do you recognize that you are the army of the living God? It's amazing what God is going to do through this army. Don't you remember the story of the armies of God, how God led them into Israel? Uh, who is this? Then he says, thirdly, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? By which he was saying, who is this that is outside the covenant of God, who's going to stand up against the armies? He says, you know, this man does not understand that God stands by his covenant. He's a covenant-making God and he's a covenant-keeping God. Hallelujah. So when he stood up and said that, you see, the, 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 the problem that Israel was facing suddenly became David's priority. David wasn't sent to battle. David was sent to find out how his brothers and the people of battle were. But the problem of the land became David's priority. Today, there's so much problem in the land. And as a church, this, this pain of the people in the land must become our priority. We must pray and uphold the land. Secondly, we need to, when permitted in whatever way, we must go out and reach out with compassion. And we must become a healing in the land. We must do what we can with what God has given us. And the people answered in accordance with this word. He said, what did you say? And they said, well, this is what's going to be done. The moment his brothers heard him discussing with others about what's going to be done. Now, Eliab, his oldest brother, heard when he spoke to the men. And Eliab got really angry. He's like, okay, now, you know, his anger was burning against David. You see, and he, and he said, why have you come down? And with whom have you left the few sheep in the wilderness? I know your insolence, your pride, or your, you know, your arrogance, and the wickedness of your heart, for you have come down in order to see the battle. So the oldest brother begins to scold David. You see, suddenly David was accused by his older brother. These guys that were trained, these guys knew what it is, these guys understood battle, but uh, he got uh, accused by his older brothers. You know, when God begins to set you up, don't be afraid. Sometimes there's going to be accusation. Sometimes people do not understand what God is doing through your life. You just need to be at what God is speaking in your heart and doing through your life. You don't have to worry about who's accusing. You don't have to worry about what is being said. Uh, you see, because people that live in fear cannot understand why people of faith stand up and speak what they speak, say what they say, and believe what they believe. But David said, now, what have I done? Was it not just a question? In fact, uh, another translation says, is there not a cause? He says, is this not a cause that the people of Israel are so afraid? Is this not a cause that we need to stand up for? 
Is this not a cause that we need to, you know, be worried about? Or you know, is this is this not something that we should stand up for God and go out there and destroy this uncircumcised Philistine? I believe even today there is a cause. This is a time like never before. It's time for us to arise. It's time for us to go out there. It's time for us to believe God at his word. It's time for us to shine because God, the spirit of God in us is not a spirit of fear. The spirit of love, power and a sound mind. So now the Bible says, when this happened, when David said, was, is there not a cause? And he turned away from him and another and said the same thing. And the people answered and said, he started asking others, what, what was it that you heard? Uh, what did you say? Uh, did you say uh, king's daughter? Did you say uh, money? Did you say tax exemptions? Wow. See, David began to not be listening to the bad news. He started spending his time listening to good news. Hallelujah. When the enemy throws all kinds of things against you, it is not time for you and me to be listening to bad news. It is time for you and me to be listening to good news. Now, when David spoke these words, news about this young boy, David, reached the king. You know, when a man of faith stands up in the land, news about people of faith will reach the right authorities. It will reach people who don't have faith. News about people that doubted and feared don't reach anywhere because everyone was doubting and fearing. Now, when the words which David spoke were heard, they told them to, David, to Saul. Now, this reached King Saul and King Saul, the Bible says, sent for him. And he said, you see, when, because when people, when leaders, when authorities, when, when there is a great need in the land and, the, and King Saul news about David goes to King Saul. King Saul sends for him. When news about people of faith go out in the land, the people, the leaders in the land, they want to meet these people. They want to know about these people of faith. And David said to Saul, let no man's heart fail on account of him. Your servant will go out and fight the Philistine. Wow, that's amazing. Here is this young teenage boy is telling King Saul, or maybe this young man is telling King Saul, none of you be afraid of him. Your servant, me, I'll take care of this guy. Then, and Saul said to David, you're not able to go against the Philistine to fight with him. For you're but a youth while he's been a warrior from his youth. You know, you're just a young boy. You know, this is what many times you will hear. I remember when I was a young boy uh, and, I, and God began to use me and I began to minister and I began to believe God in his word. And I said, God, I want you to use me. One of the first things I constantly heard from people was I heard people say, oh, you're just a little boy. Oh, you're just a little boy. And I want you to know that's what the enemy will constantly try to tell you. You're just a little boy. But I want you to know, you're not just a little boy. You're not just a little girl. You're not just a youth. You're not just a young man or a young woman or an old man or old woman. You're a man or woman with the spirit of the sovereign Lord inside of you. When the spirit of the Lord comes upon you, he will anoint you to preach the good news to the poor, to heal the brokenhearted. To set the captives free and prepare the land for the second coming of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. You are not ordinary because nobody with the spirit of God inside them is an ordinary person. Hallelujah. And Saul said to David, you're not able to go against the Philistines to fight with them. But you're just a youth while he's been a warrior from his youth. And David said to Saul, your servant was tending his father's sheep. When a lion of bear came and took the lamb from the floor. I went out after him and I attacked him. David was saying, I'm not the kind that stands back when I see a lion or bear. 
Let me tell you a testimony about how God has led me. When I saw a lamb being taken by a lion or by a bear, I wasn't afraid. I'm not the kind that takes training and sits back. I went after them. Hallelujah. When faith comes in your heart, you begin to go after the things that the devil has been working against the church of the living God. You know, that's what God began to do with my own life. The moment burden began to grow, when faith began to grow, I knew God was calling me to serve him or obey him in something. Every single time God has told me, I want you to do that or do this. Uh, in my heart, faith begins to rise and then I want to go after it. I want to go after it because God wants me to go after it. Hallelujah. David said, I went after that lion and that bear. He said, what a testimony. That he's not an ordinary person. He's someone who's going after it. And God wants you also. Don't let them challenge your inexperience. Don't let them challenge, you know, maybe your ignorance. Because you can get the word of God. You can you can train yourself in things you're ignorant about. Uh, you can, you know, get new experience where you're inexperienced. But don't let them belittle you. Don't let them tell you how small you are. Don't let them tell you how little you are, how useless you are. Because the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon you. You are God's answer for the season. You are God's healing for a nation. You are God's intercessor that is going to open up the heavens and pour down heaven's glory upon the land. You are the people that are going to bring great transformation in the lives of people. Hallelujah. David says, and I went out after them. And attacked him and rescued him. A new generation is rising up that is going after the works of the enemy. The Bible says, and this is why Jesus came, that he might destroy the works of the enemy. Hello, new generation. Rise up that is going and go after the works of the enemy. And say, through my God, I can do valiantly for it. Through him, I will crush down the enemy. So he says, David says, I seized him by the beard and struck that lion or bear and killed him. Your servant who killed both the lion and the bear and this uncircumcised Philistine will be like them since he has taunted the armies of the living God. You know what David was saying? I'm not speaking so boldly against this Philistine because I'm very experienced. He said, I'm speaking boldly against this Philistine because he challenged God. He challenged the God of covenant. He challenged the God of Israel. And, he, and what was David saying? He says, I don't know how big this Goliath is. I don't know how mighty these, these armies are. But I know one thing. This giant challenged the covenant which God has made. And the God who kept his covenant all these years with Israel, with our fathers, and brought them safely to this land and gave this land of Israel to our fathers, that God is going to keep his covenant one more time and destroy this Philistine. And David said, the Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear. He was bringing back to memory. He was telling King Saul also, hey, you need to bring back to memory. This God who delivered me from the lion and the bear is also going to deliver me from the hands of the Philistine. He was not saying, oh, I'm going to destroy the Philistine. He was saying, God is going to deliver me. It has very little to do with me, King Saul. It has very little to do with my experience. It has very little to do with how much I know. It has everything to do with the covenant that God has made with Israel. I don't know about Philistines. I don't know about the army. I don't know about war. I don't know about how small I am. I don't know about any of this. But I do know 
that God has made a covenant with Israel. And he's not just a covenant-making God. God is a covenant-keeping God. Hallelujah. And then Saul looked at him and said, Go and may the Lord be with you. Suddenly Saul saw in this young, inexperienced youth, a man that had faith in the covenant. A man that had faith in God. There are so many people, maybe theologically sound. Maybe they, they are, you know, you know, they have prowess in so many different, you know, spheres of information. But the king saw in this man faith. That this man knew who his God was. And then King Saul clothed David with his garments and put a bronze helmet on his head. And he clothed him with an armor. And David girded his sword over his armor and tried to walk. You can just imagine. He put on this. But he tried to match David for Goliath. What did he do? Saul clothed David with his garments. And put a bronze helmet. You know Goliath had that bronze helmet. Now David has a bronze helmet. And he clothed him with armor. Goliath had an armor. Now David had an armor. And then David girded his sword over his armor and tried to walk. And, you know, he tried to use an armor that he did not know even how to wear properly. You know, when you go to battle, the challenge is many times we try to imitate other great men of God. Don't try to imitate other great men of God. Go to battle with your tried and tested weapons. You know, he tried to walk with that sword. He couldn't even walk, the Bible says. He wasn't strong enough to lift the armor. He wasn't strong enough to lift the sword. And, and yes, a time came in David's life later on where he trained with the sword. He trained to become a mighty warrior. And he was leading groups of men, hundreds of men that fought in a battle with sword and with spear and all of that. But in this point of his life, he had no clue about it. There will come a season of your life. God will use you like other mighty men of God. But in this season, use your weapon. Your weapon that you're used to. If prayer is the weapon you're used to, get out there and just uphold the land in prayer. If praise is the weapon you're used to, begin to praise God with a mighty praise. If worship is a weapon you're used to, get out there. If sharing the good news of the gospel and telling people, trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him and He will make straight your path. If that is the weapon that God has given you, He will strengthen you with that. Don't be afraid. Don't be dismayed. Your God is with you. And I really believe God wants to build you up and God wants to send you out. Pull out those weapons that are too heavy for you. Put it away. Don't try to imitate other people, but begin to imitate the faith that God taught you. If it was a bear and lion, you have one till now. Go get him like you've got that bear and lion on the covenant that God has put in your heart. And I believe God's building you up for the season. Use the weapons that God has trained you with. Now, David said, I haven't tested your weapons, King Saul, and I don't know how to use it. Let me go out there and let me pick up mine. And the Bible says, and he took his stick in his hand and chose for himself five smooth stones from the brook. And he put them in the shepherd's bag, which he had, even his pouch and his sling was in his hand. And he approached the Philistines. He picked up his personal weapons and he took the shepherd's bag because he was a shepherd. He took the shepherd's sling because he was a shepherd. He took the shepherd's stick because he literally went 
as a shepherd of Israel to face the champion of the Philistines. You know, when God sends you out, God sends you out as a shepherd of God's people among the land. Don't be afraid. Use what God has given you. He picked up five smooth stones and his sling and his bag and, and he went out there and he took a stick as a shepherd marching because he knew that God of Israel was the shepherd of Israel. Here was a shepherd marching on behalf of the great shepherd of Israel. He walked in the anointing that God had anointed him for. Later on, the Bible would go ahead and call David as the shepherd of Israel. How God had already anointed him, prepared him, sent him into the wilderness. You see, when he picked up his sling, why did he go with his sling? Because when he was in the wilderness, when nobody was watching, I believe as a shepherd, when he carried that sling, he would practice. Untold number of days, he practiced and he threw it. And he picked up the stone and, and he threw it again and missed it. Picked up the stone and threw it again. If there are seasons of your life that God is keeping you, hiding you, not releasing you into the Lord's work, not releasing you for some great work God has called you for, it's because God has kept you to let you prepare for the great things that God has kept you. Don't be in a rush to get out there. Don't be in a rush to face that Goliath. David was not in a rush to face the Goliath. He faced the Goliath the day he came to a place where he knew in his heart that he had practiced and he practiced and he practiced and he was ready. He knew that he had practiced enough that he's not going to miss. But also the God of covenant was now sending him as the shepherd of Israel to face that warrior of the Philistines. Then the Philistines came and approached David and with the shield bearer in front of him. So now he's got David uh, face, face to face and he's got a shield bearer in front of him. When the Philistines looked and saw David, they disdained him. Oh, little boy. They, and he, he was just a youth, a young boy. He was ruddy and he was handsome in appearance. And the Philistines said to David, am I a dog that you come to me with sticks? You know, that's what the devil thinks also. When he, when he sees you as a little boy, doesn't know anything. And he's got maybe a thousand years of experience. Am I, you know, you think I'm nothing. He'll come to threaten you and intimidate you. And I want you to know. David did not go to battle because of his practice. He did not go and win that battle because he thought he was mighty. He did not go because his sling and stones were strong. He went because God made a covenant with Israel. Hallelujah. So when they looked at him and said, Are you a dog that you've come against us like this? And the Philistines cursed David by his gods. The Philistine also said to David, come to me and I will give your flesh to the birds of the sky and the beasts of the field. Then David said to the Philistine, you come to me with sword and spear and javelin. But I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have taunted. He says, you think you taunted me? You haven't taunted me. You haven't mocked me. You just taunted the God of the armies of Israel. And I want you to know, you come against me with your sword and javelin. I come against you in the name of the God of the armies of Israel. Hallelujah. David was a young boy who understood the covenant. That God was a covenant making God. And he was a covenant keeping God. But David was not out there 
simply because he had a lot of boldness. He was out there because he believed in the covenant. Today, God is calling you to put your heart in the covenant. God is a covenant making God. He, he, he just lets the, the, that angel uh, of the armies of the enemies or the demonic host to walk in fear when God wants to lift you up. This day the Lord will deliver me up, deliver you up into my hands and I will strike you down and I will remove your head from you and I will give the dead body of the armies of the Philistines this day to the birds of the sky and the wild beasts of the earth that all the earth may know. Does not say all the earth might know what a mighty man of God I am. He says that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. You know why we step out and, and, and pray for healing? You know why we step out and believe God for miraculous? So that all the earth will know that there is a God of covenant. That he is a God who's made a new covenant with us. That he died on the cross for your sin and my sin. That if anyone should believe on his name, repent from their sin and receive him as their savior, they shall not perish, but they will have everlasting life. He is a God of covenant. And this day, David said, he's going to deliver me into, him into your hands. And all this assembly may know that the Lord does not deliver by sword and spear, for the battle is the Lord's and he's going to give me you into my hands. You know what I want to tell you today? God does not deliver by sword and spear. The world around is seeing it. With all technology, with all the information, all that is great. Sword and spirit is great. Technology is great. You know, wisdom is great. Scientific evidence is great. Everything is great. But I want you to know, if you and I need a mighty eternal deliverance, God does not deliver with sword and spear. He's going to deliver through the power of the Holy Spirit. Some things of life are not just physical. Many things in life are for spiritual. And a carnal man does not understand it. But a spiritual man does. And David ran quickly. And as the Philistine came towards him. And David put his hand into the bag. Took out a stone. And put it on that sling. And as he always did in the years of practice. In the years of practice in the backyard. When nobody wanted him. In the years of practice. Where his father. He looked like the youngest boy whom nobody cared. His father didn't even remember there was a, an eighth boy. When, when, when the prophet Samuel came to anoint him, he just, he just picked up, forgot all the rejection. He forgot everything that his parents had spoken over him. He forgot everything his brother spoke over him. He was on a mission and he had one thing in focus, that God had made a covenant. He took that stone and the Bible says, and he struck the Philistine on his forehead and the stone sank into his forehead so that he fell on his face on the ground. I want you to know today, one God and that one God used one stone against the champion of the Philistines. All this God needs is that one stone. That one stone of Rhema. One Rhema you have. You know, Jesus looked at Peter and said, you are Petros. And upon this Petra I will build my church. Upon this rock I will build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. One revelation can change your life forever. And I really believe, use that revelation. That one stone. That's what David practiced with. And the Philistine giant fell down to the ground and he died. David prevailed over the Philistine with a sling and a stone. He struck the Philistine and killed him. 
But there was no sword in David's hand. Until that day, there was no sword. He had never used a sword. He didn't know how to use a sword. That day, God was bringing a transition. And David ran and stood over the Philistine, took out his sword, and struck the Philistine and killed him. But there was no... And, and, and as he killed him, he cut off his head, and the Philistines saw that their champion was dead, and they began to flee. He took the enemy's weapon and killed the enemy. When you begin to walk in faith, God will turn the enemy's weapons against the enemy. Whatever challenge you're facing, you know, begin to use the weapons of God in your hand. Praise, worship, the word of God, truth, honor, humility, submission, love. You know, it just, it is so mighty if you use the forgiveness as people hurt you, forgive, you know, forgive them because God is going to pick this up and begin to use you mightily. And the men of Israel and Judah arose and shouted and pursued the Philistines as far as the valley. Finally, they came into the valley and they and to the gates of Ekron and they slew the Philistines and many of them died over there. And the sons of Israel returned from chasing the Philistines and plundered their camps. And David took the Philistines head and brought it to Jerusalem and he put his weapons in a tent. Now, when Saul saw David going out against the Philistine, he said to Abner, Abner, whose son is this young man? And Abner said, by your life, O king, I don't know. And the king said, you inquire. And when David returned from killing the Philistine, Abner took him and brought him before the Saul and the Philistine's head in his hand. And Saul said to him, whose son are you? And the young man, David said, I'm the son of your servant, Jesse the Bethlehemite. You know, when God begins to use you, people want to know who you are, whose son you are. They want to know how God used you. They want to know from where you got this faith. They want to know who you are. And even at that time, David just began to give glory to God. And he also did not forget the father who forgot him. You know, when God begins to use you, don't forget the fathers who forgot you. Maybe you've been rejected. Don't forget the brothers that forgot you. Don't forget the kings who forgot you. Because your father in heaven, the Bible says, is the one who will set you up for a great and mighty victory. May the Lord bless you mightily. For God has not given you a spirit of fear, but a spirit of love, power, and a sound mind. Thank you for listening to this sermon. For more sermons, please do visit us at wscc.in.